nostalgia hit me as I recall the day I knew that I loved you. I'm Ayana Contreras for Vocalo Radio, and I am pleased to be here with Samara Joy, who recently released Linger A While on Verve Records. This is very exciting. The last time I spoke with you, it was for Downbeat. And yeah, I mean, yeah, so much has happened since then. That was only mm -hmm. 2021. It's like a, almost exactly a year ago. Wow. I knew I remembered too. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Surprise. Yeah. So how are you feeling? I mean, the record just dropped. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. This Friday. Yeah, it's really, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I was kind of nervous about people's reception to it. Uh, but everybody seems to be enjoying it, which is cool too. So another thing that people maybe um, wouldn't expect, I mean, the jazz that you're performing, it's timeless, it's got history, but you're like blowing up on TikTok, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think there might be this assumption that jazz is sort of grandma, granddad's music, but you're doing an amazing job of connecting with folks in your generation and folks in my generation um, with the music. Like, what do you think people are connecting to? Um, well, I do agree that a lot of people think, you know, jazz is, is old music and it's Christmas music and, <laughs> and uh, you know, stuff for, and I, and I understand it because of maybe the repertoire um, and the fact that a lot of the standards that are normally done um, that are a part of the Great American Songbook were written quite some time ago. And so the people that may have heard them are familiar with the melodies from when, you know, jazz was on the radio based on like popular songs and stuff like that was um, was uh, pretty much everything before 1960. So I, I definitely understand that part of it. But I think that um, in addition to finding standards that I, that I love that may not be as well known um, and making them my own in, in a way, then I can, I can um, hopefully with my with my voice connect with people and um, invite them into uh, to learning more about it. And you know, even if it, it only goes as far as me, you know, I would hope that it would go further. But um, hopefully, because of my voice, it it allows people to be, and because of the fact that I want to interpret um, interpret the songs in a way that's authentic and in a way that does connect with people, that's my goal. So hopefully, you know, it's, it's received in that way and it, it um, inspires a newer generation to, to um, connect with the songs as well. So let's pull a couple of those threads out. One thing that you mentioned was you like to record songs that are from sort of that era of the standards, but maybe are less well known. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think definitely this album is a good example of that. Some of the deeper cuts. Um, tell me about like sort of your process and deciding your your personal repertoire. It all comes through listening. Like I don't I normally don't like necessarily search for repertoire. I just keep I just keep listening. So it's like now I feel like my repertoire is exp expanding because I'm listening to more Betty Carter and Abby Lincoln and they were writers in addition to singing standards, in addition to having really, really, you know, um, great arrangements and great bands to support them with arrangements of standards to make them more contemporary for their time. Um, they also wrote songs. And so I'm, I feel like I'm exploring more of that as well. So it, it just all comes as a product of listening. Yeah. 
Absolutely. The other thing that you mentioned, you were talking about sort of younger people connecting to the music and sort of just trying to connect to people through the music. I know so many artists are fans of yours that I know know a lot of artists and they're all fans. And I also know a lot of people who aren't artists are really kind of like digging on this concept of sort of abolishing genres, Mm. right? And somehow jazz didn't get it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It didn't get its papers. Do you know what I mean? Like in the sense that somehow people say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't believe in genres. I just like music, but then they're not necessarily seeking out jazz in the same way. No. And then trying to say it's dead. I'm just like, (laughs) wait, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. I don't, I I still am, am a, I guess, educating myself on that topic, but I think that I, even if the name, you know, is taken away, I just, I mean, this is a quote from Abby Lincoln. She's like, there's no such thing as jazz. There's only a song. But then she still credits Bessie Smith and Billie Holiday and, you know, all of these other singers for her, their influence on her voice and on her artistry. So um, I think a lot of times we're just like, well, jazz is just free and it's just in the air and it's just improvisation. It's just it's like, no, there are people who who made the style, who who solidified this style and this genre in America. And I think I think their names, you know, if 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 the name jazz is a, such a problem, then those names should definitely still be uplifted um, in spite of it or something. I don't know. Yeah, man. That's it. That's exactly it. That's that's the quote right there. I think <laughs> I think it's true. I know I, I I do I think it's true. It's like I, I would hate for someone to really feel like they really understand like music and the power of music, but they don't have any familiarity with, I don't know, Alice Coltrane. I'm like, right? Like what, come on, come on, man. Like what you doing? And like, you just making this up out of thin air. And it's like, you know, like there wasn't, there's not a foundation here. There's a sound. And I feel like, um, when I was first getting into it, I didn't have the sound of an Alice Coltrane or John Coltrane or Ella or Sarah or anybody in my ear. And as well as, you know, and I can imagine um, how it feels, you know, like when, when a young person just doesn't know what it sounds like, they don't know what jazz sounds like, they don't have it playing on their radio, on social media, in supermarkets and stuff like that. So um, once I started getting into it, I was like, okay, I know not not everything but it's like I, I have the sound of R&B in my ear I have the sound of gospel I have the sound of like you know 70s and funk and stuff like that but I need this sound too because this is just as important a genre um, and there's a style to it and I don't want to try to be like well you can just sing jazz like this and it's just like this and we're innovative and we're you know whatever but you know in order to get to where you're going you have to know where where we've been <laughs> what's already been what already been created in order to create something new so and then just the understanding that they're all threads or they're all like, you know, parts of the same tree, right? Right. Like gospel, especially gospel today is so influenced by jazz in those licks and most jazz, most gospel bands I know, those musicians play jazz too, right? Exactly. And I mean, I think just an understanding of how interwoven, especially in Black music, all of the quote unquote genres actually are and how indebted they are to each other, I think is really important. Um, One thing you mentioned just now 
was this idea that you hadn't really been into the music. I, and I remember when we talked, you were saying you didn't really get into jazz until you went to college. Is that right? right. So, so like, what was the moment? Was it were you taking a, a music theory class or just hanging out with somebody? Like what? It was a combination of moments, I think, because when I, I'm, I would like to say I'm very fortunate to have had the experience that I had. Like, I feel like I got to college, like just the right time um, because my class, especially the, like, I'm still friends with them to this day. They were so passionate about it and they were, they were already into it and it made me want to learn more about it as well. Um, and so I had repertoires, repertoire classes, um, and we had to learn a couple of songs a week in order to perform them in class. And um, so I started doing, doing my own research about like, okay, who sang these songs? Which interpretation do I like? Which singer? And Sarah Vaughn and Ella were like the two starters. Like they were just the main ones that I started listening to. And I was like, I never, I never heard that style of singing before. I just never, I just never was exposed to it, which is um, embarrassing to say being from New York, <laughs> knowing that there's a jazz scene there. But um, it, it also helped. I was like, okay, I'm at, I'm at uh, zero right now. I'm at the, the complete bottom. Don't know anything about this freshman year, but you know, I'm going to keep learning about it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's what college is about, right? figuring out where you fit into the world mm -hmm. and out of it you got signed to verve which is kind of like that's bananas crazy. let me tell you crazy it's crazy that's... i don't know how to exp i don't i can't explain it I what i will say it. is i'm not shocked um your voice is outrageous you have such a beautiful tone like a very self-assured mature tone and you know i'm sure you've heard that a million times but i mean i think that voice is so special i'm glad that they found it you know and all the little tiktok people who are watching you dream a little dream and all the yeah, little songs yeah. yes i'm not on the tiki tock but that's what the yeah <laughs> that's what they were saying that's what they be saying yeah that's you know you know it's big if people who aren't on tiktok know about it that's true that's true you know. So when did you get into TikTok? Because I feel like that wasn't, when I talked to you last, you weren't doing TikTok. At all. January of 2022. That's exactly when I got to it. New Year's resolution was, I'm going to get on here and try to build a platform. This is before Verve, this is before everything. So when I got to them, they were like, okay, you already have a social media presence. Let's help you build it. But we're not mm -hmm. starting from, we're not starting from zero, which they, um, I think they appreciated too. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because I know um, when I interviewed you, you were doing Instagram and people were feeling it. And you do Instagram lives quite a bit. I know that because I, I do follow you. <laughs> I am. Because I, I, like, I like that. I like that. And I, I'm always traveling and it's no, no shade, but it's like I'm only talking to the band and like my parents and stuff like that. I'm like, let me connect with the people and see, you know, see if, if you know, this is just one, one avenue to do that. But I want to try it out. Okay, so you're coming to Chicago, which also has a deep jazz, um, I don't know, culture, right? Mm -hmm. And we just had the Chicago Jazz Festival, but you're actually coming for the Hyde Park Jazz Festival, which is kind of, it's got a different flavor actually than the regular Chicago, like big establishment Chicago Jazz Festival. It's, it's, it's a beautiful one and I love it. Um, so you will probably get like a whole bunch of, you have you played, you haven't played it before, right? Like the Hyde Park Jazz Festival? Right. I played at the Harris Theater, I think. Yes. 
I remember that. That was recent. That was, because, yeah. I feel like it must have been a couple of months ago and we're coming to Jazz Showcase in November. Okay. So there'll be a lot of people um, of all ages who will come to see you perform, some of which might have learned about you on the Tiki Talk, right? <laughs> or on social media. Some people have just been listening to you for years. Some people will be older people who just are like, who's this, this young thing, right? Whole yeah. spectrum of people. I'm actually going to drill in a little bit. A lot of our audience is younger and may or may, may not be real big into jazz. And I know mm -hmm. you are ahead um, now. Um, tell me like two albums that you think somebody who has heard your music and is now curious should check out. Just whatever two you're vibing on. First album, Carmen McCray's Bittersweet. Her voice on that is just incredible. Every arrangement is, is uh, uniquely kind of formed around, like it just, it perfectly fits the song and it perfectly fits her voice. And they're all mainly like ballads. And so I think that'll help that's an, a nice, easy start, but still, I mean, great. I come back to that album all the time. Carmen McCray's Bittersweet and The Audience with Betty Carter. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Betty Carter is so special. I mean, they're both special, but Betty Carter in particular is like the musician's vocalist in so many ways. People really, really love her. And yet she doesn't have that, I don't know, like that household nameness that like Sarah, she, de mm -hmm. she deserved it, right. Or Ella would have, and that's unfortunate. So I'm glad you mentioned her for sure, 100%. Oh, yeah. If you had the opportunity to do a collab with somebody who's in another genre, who would it be and why? Mm. See, since we've last talked, a lot of musicians and uh, singers have been following me, which is kind of crazy. Like Anita Baker shouted me out. I can't remember who who else. Jasmine Sullivan, um, somebody from Top Dog Entertainment Entertainment too. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot of bass players. Derek Hodge, Matt Ramsey. Mm, who would I want? Um, oh, maybe let's say Jasmine for now. Jasmine Sullivan. Because sometimes you have to put that in the universe, you know, mm -hmm. and speak to you. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know what song, but, you know, I, I, I'm always down, like with good, great singers and great musicians, it really doesn't matter the genre for me. And I think it's a challenge. It's like a nice, you know, challenge. Like, I feel like with jazz, it's like, this is where I, can, I feel like I can express my voice the most and, you know, um, expand and grow and develop. But also, if the if the Gap Band if if they call if Cameo calls if the time any of those I can sing all at all of them times. Dr. Khan want Patty LaBelle, any of them, <laughs> I'm coming. That's amazing. I want to hear you with Charlie Wilson desperately. I feel like that would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> Outstanding. You dropped a bomb on me. I could get them. I could get the lyrics together. Okay, because I normally fumble them. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's put all that in the universe. Well, I'm gonna let you do your thing and yeah. have an excellent show and all of that and more Thank soon. Long as I live, I love you for all eternity. And I'm so glad you chose me. This. <laughs>